Thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. Hopefully you took my advice and took your pen and paper out because we want to find out from Rhonda Nails of ProjectPush.org and her guest, Ms. Genevieve Dobson, owner of Degrees of Success. We want to find out. <laughs> we want to, I want to find out the degrees of success. So, Rhonda, <laughs> Welcome yes, you to yes. you and your guests. I'm, I'm, that's all I heard. I, degrees of success. I'm ready for it. 
<laughs> you better be ready. Um, she is an amazing, amazing owner of this company called Degrees of Success. I'm so excited because um, this is kind of near and dear to my heart. She focuses on education but also has other services as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, I know that she cannot hear you, but please welcome Ms. Genevieve Dobson to the show. Round of applause. Hi. You hear in the background. <laughs> uh, hi, Ms. Dobson. Wow, that's right. <laughs> the crowd goes wild, right? So, you, owner of Degrees of Success, and I've really been looking into this since we've uh, uh, we've been discussing you coming onto the show. Um, before I go any further, I didn't say thank you to Miss Catherine. Thank you again for having me back on the show, and thank you to the This Needs to Be Said family out there. Thank you guys for having me, and um, we're talking to uh, Miss Genevieve Dobson of. I'm sorry, Degrees of Success, and we're doing the Your Biz in Five uh, segment today. So I want Ms. Dobson to go ahead and just give us a little bit of an intro about who she is and what Degrees of Success, um, what it is, um, before I go any further. Absolutely. Um, So I am a debt management specialist. Um, now, what that basically means is that I work with um, medical graduates um, as well as others who have uh, large amounts of debt in order to help them to reduce their debt burden. Um, over the past nine years, I've saved over 500 people half a million dollars in student loan debt. So that's what I do. Um, there's so many programs that are available to assist, but unfortunately, the information is not provided. Right, absolutely. Now, do you just focus on medical students, or can anyone contact you? Do they have to be a graduate? Can they be an undergrad? Yeah, so my my specialty is medical graduates. However, anybody who needs help with their student loans, I am willing to help them, whether that be undergrad, grad programs, or, um, you know, medical attorneys. Um, I have clients um, from all different spectrums throughout the United States. Awesome. That is amazing. And, I, you know, it, when I looked at your website, I was like, my gosh, I don't, why hasn't someone done this before? And maybe I have just never heard of it or it wasn't available when I was in undergrad. Um, but this is such an amazing um, service that you offer, especially whether it's to the medical uh, industry or, or not. I mean, everybody knows the, the, the massive amount of debt that not just medical students, but any student, college degree, um, just a regular, you know, bachelor's, there's a mountain of debt if you take out even just one student loan. So really educating and and, and providing tools and resources to uh, help students even before they graduate and then even after they graduate, right? Am I right in saying that you help them even afterwards, right? Absolutely, before and after. Absolutely. Yeah, right now there is um, $85 billion worth of student loans that are past due. So my goal is to help anybody alleviate that stress. We're at $1.1 trillion in student loans right now. Um, That's higher than any other debt in our nation. So I advocate for these graduates to help them sift through the different programs so that they can reduce that debt. Absolutely. Woo. So, and and the website to connect with you is degreesofsuccessinfo 
DegreesOfSuccessInfo.com. Um, again, her, her website is DegreesOfSuccessInfo.com. So let me get into it, I mean, because we can could, we could kind of talk about this all day, but I do want to get through the five questions just in case maybe someone wants to call in and has a, uh, has a quick question. The first question, why did you start Degrees of Success? Well, basically, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've met with someone who feels so proud to get their degree only for it to be overshadowed by the burden of debt that's causing them stress. And so after working in the field for about nine years and helping so many others when I worked at other companies, I knew it was time to start a business that was dedicated to helping even more people. Mm, that is amazing. Um, again, that I mean, just like, wow. When you're shouting out the numbers, it's like, you know, you're not talking about just millions because – Realistically, there there are probably hundreds, if not thousands, of millionaires. But we're talking about billions and trillions of, of dollars in debt. That's just student yeah. loan debt. They, they they haven't even begun uh, in their field yet. Whew. Exactly. So it's kind of, it's a, it's a passion. So number two question: Who is it that you serve? And we've probably already addressed this, but if you want to go into more depth about sure. who exactly you serve, that would be great. Sure, definitely. So, again, I, I do specialize in working with medical graduates, and I, I personally believe that the people in the medical profession are some of the most giving and caring people around, but the system has turned them into profit-focused machines. So when my clients work with me, they walk away reconnected to why they got into the healthcare industry in the first place. Mm-hmm. Refocusing their, their, their purpose, kind of, is what it sounds exactly. like, refocusing what they, what they came to do. That's amazing. Exactly. Okay, so number three, uh, your business in one word, what would that be? Solutions. Solutions, solutions. which is always a good, a good thing, uh, always a good business. Any business is, is a good solution, but definitely your business because of the tools and resources it it provides to students and then and even graduates. Okay, so really quick, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return from break, we're going to go through a couple more questions and just kind of really get into degrees of success and how you can help our listeners out and, and maybe those that are, that are listening to the show afterwards, how you can, you can help them out. So we're going to take a break, and we will return momentarily. Perfect. Has anyone ever told you that you should put your story in a book? Do you have a passion for a well-put-together story? Either of these scenarios will make for a great book, but if no one knows it exists, it doesn't matter. Having a great story but failing to properly market it will leave you feeling defeated. Book Marketing 101 with Angel B is the solution. She offers answers to your questions in her latest three-step video e-course. It takes you from step one of pen to paper all the way up to getting the word out about your bestseller. Check out the website at www.bit.ly forward slash angel be booked today. For more details, start your e-course immediately in the comfort of your home. Go to www.bit.ly forward slash book and start spreading the news. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels, then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. If you missed the J. Ryle Show, shame on you. Here's what you missed. I was, I was, I was. <laughs> oh, Cheryl, baby. Oh, Cheryl, girl, you know. It makes me feel it makes me feel something, baby. Yes, baby. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Baby, baby. Oh, Cheryl, baby. I got I got a spoken word for Cheryl. Cheryl, can I be your ex? That's the name of a girl. Cheryl, baby, can I be your ex? Which means I could be your next lover, baby. I want you to touch me, baby. Come on, baby. Will you be my girlfriend? Say yes. And then break up with me real quick so and say no. And then, baby, so we mean you can do the wild thing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> girl, girl, I love you, baby. You my girl. But I got to break up with you because you know you rock my world, baby. I want to touch you. I want to feel you, baby. Come and get me. Come and caress me. I am yours, girl. Yeah. Why you playing, Jay? Oh, yeah, Cheryl. Take that with you, Cheryl, and be blessed, my love. Be blessed. Be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> See what you've been missing? The Jay Round Show, Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and on Saturday, 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on BTR Radio. It's back. The Big Business on a Bankrupt Budget Workshop Tour is now the B4 Virtual Conference. The 2014 B4 Tour is about rebranding, rebooting, and rebuilding your business. Join us on April 4th, 2014 for, from the comfort of your desktop, laptop, or smartphone. Enjoy more speakers and more solutions. If you are in business, thinking about a business, or stuck in business, don't miss the 2014 B4 Virtual Conference. Register your virtual seat today at www project-push.org that's www.project-push.org back over to you Rhonda thank you so much Catherine and again we're back with Miss Genevieve Dobson who's the owner of Degrees of Success you can connect with her uh, via the website which is degreesofsuccessinfo.com uh, let's continue our Your Business 5 uh, questions here. Uh, we went through the first uh, first three, and I want to go into what is the one thing that you like or you love about your service or about your company. Well, the one thing that I love is that I know that I'm making a difference, and not only in the lives of the clients that I serve, but in our nation as a whole. Absolutely, yeah. You're You're kind of doing the... Um, you know the pebble, and then it kind of makes a ripple effect into the into our nation. Because if you can help, you know, one person over here and another person over here, that helps our economy in turn, which you know helps you know our nation as a whole. So I absolutely the ripple effect. Um, what is it that you want people to remember about your company or about the service that you provide? Well, I want them to remember that there are solutions to their problems. Graduates should realize that they're not alone. So even though there's $85 million worth of student loans that are past due, there are options. And I help take away all of their stress by becoming their advocate. I do sift through those assistance programs that are offered by the government to help them reduce their student loan payments and in some cases eliminate them altogether through forgiveness programs. 
Wow. So there are programs, there are solutions available. We just need to ask for them. And and your company, uh, Degrees of Success, has the, you know you have the availability or you have the resources to to point people in the right direction uh, to either lower their student loan or to maybe they don't don't even need a loan. Maybe they could get a grant or maybe there are scholarship programs out there that they qualify for. Um, I know that a couple years ago I, I had a friend whose son was graduating from high school, and um, he was looking to become a teacher, and there were several universities that were offering uh, African-American uh, males the opportunity to go to go to school tuition free, uh, pending that they would become a, t- uh, you know, their degree would be in education. Um, you know, right. and so that's a resource that, that, that people just do not take advantage of. Um, you know, they're, they're, exactly. they're just a plethora of, of things. What is the one thing that you want to leave our listeners with today? Um, you know, is there a special message or tip or something that we can, um, that you want to leave them with uh, today? Sure, definitely. So one really, really important thing is that you're never alone when you're dealing with debt. I know that it's very taboo to talk about debt, and a lot of people tend to bury their head in the sand and just think that it's just going to disappear. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. The best way to resolve any problem, whether it be student loan debt or anything else in your life, is to create a plan and then tackle it head on. And there's nothing wrong with getting help. So my company is here to help. I'm willing to answer any questions that anybody ever has about their debt, and they never have to feel ashamed because, I mean, we're talking $85 billion past due, so trust me, other people are in the same boat. Right, and yeah, and then that's where not being alone comes in because, you know, there, like you said, there are 85 million other students or other people out there that that are going through the same issues, and you know, maybe if we make it an issue to where it's not so taboo that it's okay to come and get help, more people would do right. that. I have a, a just a, a offside question as far as the confidentiality of. Um, the information like you gather from the students, let's say someone wants to work with you, you know, I'm sure, you know, with all the, you know, HIPAA rules and privacy protection laws, you know, how do you keep your your client's information, you know, private and secure and ensure that, you know, no one's going to get to their information? Um, how do you protect right, them? Sure. Yeah, understandable. So, I mean, I I obviously sign confidentiality agreements with my clients so that they're very comfortable knowing that the information stops with my company. Um, Everything is kept very private and protected um, through security systems that I utilize um, on my computer. Uh, And then, you know, as far as student loan debt goes, I mean, to be very honest with you, I mean, the only thing that most people could do with it is pay it. (laughs) So nobody's going to come in and pay your student loans. I mean, I don't. I don't keep socials or anything like that um, lying around. I don't have really a need for it. Um, So all of it's kept very safe and private and secure, and and the goal with my company is always to help them. And and my clients are, you know, they're always very comfortable with me after after talking with me and, and seeing what it is that I do. 
Awesome. Well, that secures the deal for me. I mean, you know, you always want to know where your information is, is being stored, how do we do this, you know, well, you know, what happens afterwards. So, you know, I would suggest to any listener out there, um, if you are tack- trying to tackle this debt, this student debt by yourself, do not do that. Get some help, get some tools, get some resources, um, and that, that, that's actually available on your website. Am I right? You, you have resources yes. available, um, and, and that website is Degrees of Success in info.com for anyone that's listening that's in, within my network I'm going to post her information after the show and then again um, later on this week so if for some reason you guys missed the show today um, again it's degrees of success info.com I'll make sure that I get the information to my network um, it was a, a great pleasure uh, to to uh, speak with you and chat with you today about your business thank you so thank much you. for being on the show today um, everyone please connect with Miss Jennifer Dobson with Degrees of Success. Again, her her website, DegreesofSuccessInfo.com. Again, Ms. Dobson, thank you so much for uh, connecting with me and with uh, the This Needs to Be Said uh, radio show. Thank you again, and hopefully we can thank have you. you back on the show soon. All right? Oh, I would love it. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. That was an awesome interview, Wanda. Thank you so much for having her on. Always um, wonderful to learn something new, something useful, and something that's going to move us forward in life. So that is great. And that's what we do here. This needs to be said. This is your university of life so that you can make better choices for you. Choose your truth, not what we say you should do. So I'm certain that that information has helped someone on today. I have some other information that's going to help us women because I dread... I dread doing maintenance work on my car. Okay, let me stop for a second because I've gotten a few people to inbox me that they are not hearing anything. So if you are still hearing something, um, I guess inbox me or press 1 on the phone. Let me know that you can hear me. Um, Not sure why we're having sound troubles with some people, and I hope that we didn't have that during the interview. I heard it fine, but... Let me let me know, guys, because you are logging in from different ways, either calling in or through the phone app or on the website. So send me a message on Facebook um, in my inbox. Catherine, this needs to be said. Why don't let me know if you're having any issues. Okay, on the switchboard, I see that someone pressed one. That they are, they can hear me. So I'm not sure, not sure what's going on uh, with the sound. I've Okay, I'll respond to them when we take a quick break. But what I wanted to say is for those that are in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, in the north side of Charlotte, there's a gentleman who is doing um, light auto work on your car, brake, suspension, steering, heating and cooling. I say light, um, something that won't keep your car for days and days in a shop. Uh, Mr. Will Danner, you can give him an, you can give him a call or send him an email and say to him, you know, let him know what you think is going on with your car, and he can let you know what you need to do from there, and he'll let you know if he's able to help you because it may be something you may think it's one thing and it may be something completely different. I love working with someone who is honest with you when dealing with your car, and he has oil changes starting at fifteen dollars. Give Will a call at seven zero four nine zero four. 
888-4555 or send him an email, willh.danner at gmail.com. Let's take a short break, and we're going to come back with Ms. Lee McLeod as we talk about the sassy saboteurs in business. Have you ever wanted to feel more balanced? Do you wish you felt complete and whole? Do you want to be well-organized and grounded? More joyful and less stressed? Would you like to have a positive outlook on life, which will in turn enable you to feel empowered? Then join us at www.metothepowerofwe.com, where you will be inspired and stretched to become a better you and to discover your personal journey to greatness because together is better. Has anyone ever told you that you should put your story in a book? Do you have a passion for a well-put-together story? Either of these scenarios will make for a great book, but if no one knows it exists, it doesn't matter. Having a great story but failing to properly market it will leave you feeling defeated. Book Marketing 101 with Angel B is the solution. She offers answers to your questions in her latest three-step video e-course. It takes you from step one of pen to paper all the way up to getting the word out about your bestseller. Check out the website at www.bit.ly forward slash angel. Be booked today. For more details, start your e-course immediately in the comfort of your home. Go to www.bit.ly forward slash Angel B Book and start spreading the news. Let Brighton Travel help you with your getaway vacation or cruise. We're a full-service agency, so we specialize in honeymoons, hotel, air, and car rental as well. Call today at 704. 704- Four nine one three five two eight, or you can reach us on the web at brightontravel.com. Join us every Friday night at ten thirty. To 12 o'clock, Let's Just Talk Radio with your host, Pastor G and Ebony. Oh, that was good. Actually, why? Pastor, Pastor G, G and, and Ebony. Ebony. Pastor G and uh, okay. I can make a song out well, of that. Don't make a song. It's Let's Just Talk Radio. But don't, don't you think I have that? that it's Let's Just Talk Radio, but <laughs> we talk about life. I may have to show my true parents. Love. See, I, I think I'm going to have to take Relationship. Dreams. Anything you want to talk about. That's my dream, though. It's real talk. <laughs> real issues. With real people. Let's just talk radio. I think we are back on okay. Rhonda, thank you for being so vigilant because there have been times when there has been dead air and it's been me. And uh, people couldn't hear me at all because I wasn't on air. So thank you so much for being vigilant and making sure that you could hear me. But I've had Lee to tell me as well, and she's getting ready to join us, that she couldn't hear me earlier. So if for whatever reason it you do hear dead air, please send me a message and let me know because it could be me. Or we just may need to hang up and, and dial right back in. But we'll figure it out together. But thank you so much. 
uh, for doing that. Today we have Ms. Lee McLeod joining us again. She's coming on once a month to share with mm-hmm. us a business topic, and today is Sassy Saboteurs. And I love that. Welcome, Lee. I want to oh, know thanks. more because you and I talked about this um, months ago just in one-on-one mm-hmm. and figuring out if you um, were going to join the team or not. And you said this is something that women do. So that's what mm-hmm. stuck in my head. So I hope I didn't give away too much. But that's what mm-hmm. I was stuck in my head. I was excited about this because we do this as women uh, from what yeah. you and I talked about. And I was like, yeah, I didn't call it that, but yeah, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, uh, yeah so I'm looking yeah, forward yeah, to this discussion. Yeah, because it's um, – I was – before we got kind of uh, dis, disentangled with the, or entangled with the um, – the phone connection, uh, I was thinking I I would get on and say, well, you know, it's probably not that important, Catherine. I mean, this is probably stuff you already know, you know. Yeah. Or, gee, I'm sorry my phone keeps dropping out. I'm really sorry my phone keeps dropping I mean, you probably already know this, but let me go ahead and talk about it anyway. Right. <laughs> so the, 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 truth, the truth is, once you say the things, once you share with them, it's uh-huh. going to be funny but true, funny in an ouch kind uh-huh. of way, not funny in a she was just pulling my leg kind of way. Because when you yeah. said it, I was like, yeah, women don't do that. But when we talked about it, we I was do like, do that all the time, yeah, all the time. So yeah, yeah. so and it's funny because so be I have to tell you this, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have to tell you the story about how this started. Well, I was at a presentation almost a year ago, and there were um, it was a group of college seniors that were at the front of the room, and there were about 40 or 45 local employers, and we were having a conversation about how you employers could get better access to college talent. Well, the interesting thing was there was a panel of uh, five people at the front of the room, and there was a woman on the far left, and then there were four guys. And it was very early in the morning, but they were all dressed for business attire. And what was fascinating to me and really compelling is that the woman, the young woman, who was only probably 21 or so, uh, exhibited so many of these behaviors, it was shocking to me, not because – They were in and of themselves so um, poorly presented, but she was sitting next to four guys who were not doing any of these things. And if you look at any of these five in isolation, you could say, okay, well, that's not a big deal. But what you have to realize is when you're in the workplace or when you're on the board or when you're running the PTA or when you're advocating for a cause, generally speaking, what was really clear to me that day is men, for the most part, don't do these things. And um, and so it, it, it kind of inspired this presentation because I, I thought, well, she's 21, so who are her role models? Mm-hmm. And and then I and then I was looking around me and and working with clients, and I was like, okay, yeah, we we do do this, so we need to talk about it. And mm-hmm. um, and so I'll I'll tell you what the five are, and I've I've named them. Uh, according to our Sassy Saboteur's uh, model. So the first one is dialogue dysentery, and that's about how we talk. We Sometimes we talk too much rather than getting to the bottom line. We'll talk about that. Mm. The second one is the sorry syndrome, and uh, that was certainly one that I saw this gal demonstrate repeatedly or this young woman demonstrate. The third one mm. is conversation spanks, and that's where we say, like you say, oh, this is great information, and I say, oh, it was nothing. Oh, I just got lucky on that project. Well, I had a lot of help, you know, where we down, we really downplay our achievement, and we're uncomfortable kind of taking credit for what we do. Uh, the fourth one I call impact laxatives, which is where you kind of water impact down laxatives. your message. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is, is that your goal? <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's kind of where you water down your message, and you, and instead of saying what you think or what you want to ask, you kind of qualify it with this. Uh, well, we really should do this or that, don't you think? You know, or uh, you know, you've probably already thought of this, but you know, I'll go ahead and add this. So you really, wow. you really doubt. Think of how many times you do that. Um, and you might do it in the spirit of thinking you're collaborating, but I but I have other yeah, suggestions. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, no. Feel included. Yeah, yeah. And then the and then the fifth said, one yeah, is what I call. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's a way to do that without um, minimizing your own presence in the conversation. Um, and the fifth one is what I call noodly nonverbals, which is where you. What I noticed this gal did, which was really interesting. She was, um, you know how men sit on a chair? You ever sit next to a guy on an airplane? That's always my answer test, you know? They don't, they just spread out, right? And so yeah, in the front they, of the, yeah. they take up their physical space. And at the front of this room, here's five guys, they're all sitting on chairs, or four guys, they're all sitting on chairs. They got their, you know, one leg over the other kind of thing. And this gal was petite anyway. She was she was uh, had small physical stature, and she did that thing where she, you know, wrapped her legs around her legs, and she was wasn't sitting up straight, and she was physically looked like she was trying to do everything in her power not to take up a lot of space. But then you look at her next to these four guys who were like, you know, bring it, I'm here. It was fascinating because I think how many times maybe we do one of these things again in the workplace or in a group, and you think, well, that's not a big deal, but. You have to remember that men are not doing those things. And when I researched this, you know, Deborah Tannen, who really did a lot of seminal work on the whole differences between men and women and how we communicate, you know, she um, she did a lot of research and talked to managers and uh, and and was seeing that women it really does affect how we are perceived in the workplace when you take on some of these roles. Because even if you're really good and you do your job, the big thing about and, of course, there's hundreds of things we do, but these five is it really makes other people question your competence. So, for example, if you're always apologizing or if you can't get to the bottom line and you just use a thousand words when a hundred will do or uh, you say, well, maybe this is a good idea or, well, you know, you've probably already thought about this, but it actually makes managers think, well, I thought they were smart, but I don't know. They keep acting like they're not, you know, like they don't believe they're smart, therefore uh, women uh, are, you know, get points taken off, if you will, in the evaluation process when raises are handed out, when evaluations are handed out, et cetera, because doing these things, we not only uh, kind of decrement our, our, the ability to project ourselves strongly compared to other people, but it actually makes people think that we're weaker than we are or might be less wow. than we are. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we're talking about business, but when you said mm-hmm. that, well, I think that it sounds like something that women do when we're trying to attract a man or be humble enough or be submissive enough to mm-hmm. um, have him look at us as opposed to mm-hmm. being direct and knowing the answer and being focused. So this could, uh, mm-hmm. could fit in any case. I'm, I'm just thinking in other places as well because as women we're told so many times that, a man being aggressive is good. A woman being aggressive, that's bad. So mm-hmm. we have those things that are out there. So we, we play mousy. Well, do you think? Or what do you think? Or, and in mm. our mind, we're making it seem like it's the other person's idea so we can get across what we want done. And so we have a lot of mixed messages. 
out here. So I'm ready, Lee, for you to tell us, mm-hmm. like, how do we overcome yeah. that good grief? Because, I mean, that's what's out there. We are told to yeah. make ourselves small. Don't make, don't you know, it's right. you just have to have a soft voice. And, you know, yeah. you're not supposed to be in front and give the guys mm-hmm. the room and don't act like men because you're a woman. And it's, it's you know, we're we're told to play small. So I'm ready mm-hmm. for the tip. So yeah, I play a bigger game. Yeah, I think that's really important, Catherine. And, you know, if if we had slides, I would show you a side-by-side picture of how even we're socialized and boys grow up competing with each other and vying for leadership. And, and women grow up, and, and it's neither one is good nor bad. It's just that it's different. Women grow up, I would show you a picture of girls at a slumber party where we grow up building relationships and talking and you know, creating this kind of circle of care and concern for one another. And um, in a great example, I want to share this because it's so compelling. I I have the uh, Girl Scout and the Boy Scout oath that I show side by side. And to your point about how, you know, we're maybe in many cases encouraged to be more deferential. The Boy Scout oath starts with, uh, on my honor, I will do my best to do my duty, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how the Boy Scouts, and these organizations are both about 100 years old. And I and I have no involvement with either one, so it's, it's really just an observation. It's not like a judgment on one is good and one is bad. So the boys say, on my honor, I will do my best. The girls say, on my honor, I will try to serve God and my country uh, to help people at all times and to live by the Girl Scout law. So the boy is doing, you know, I will do my best uh, to do my duty uh, to God and country and obey the Scout law. And the girl is going to try, and she's going to try to serve. And right there, if you look at this, just kind of an anthropological difference in our culture mm-hmm. between men and women um, is one example. So one thing that um, – so everything you say, I, wanna, I also want to refer to Deborah Tannen's quote here, everything you say, everything you say and the way you say it becomes evidence of your competence or lack thereof. And when you talk about relationships, I think whether you're talking about workplace or relationships, um, it's always about thinking about your audience and what your audience needs. So even if you're thinking, you know, I need to be, uh, you know, I've got to defer to a, um, a man, I would say well really what you know what is the role that you want to play in that relationship what do you need and what do they need and then how does your communication Mm -hmm. you know cross both of those uh, circles because it's not about taking your needs out of the picture to meet the needs of your audience it's about mutually meeting one another's needs Um, Mm -hmm. so dialogue Mm -hmm. dysentery get you know number one get to the freaking point is we women use more words than men do every day and um here's a great example that when men, if you've ever talked to a man and whether it's a business or personal situation and they're kind of rolling their eyes and like get to the point, well, studies mm-hmm. show that, that men are very kind of top line, bottom line, headline, bottom line oriented. So tell me the headline and then get to the bottom line because we're relationship builders. We're kind of storytellers. So we tell the story. And of course, when you tell a story, you save the best for last, right? So, uh-huh. That's really about being aware of your audience. Does your audience need lots of detail, or do they want the headline and the bottom line? And something as simple as that uh, can help you monitor how much you're saying and how quickly you're saying it so that you get your audience what they need. Um, I'm I'm still, I'm like, ah, because 
as women, we still, we're, we're like men just, they're just be like the, the boy scout. We're going to do our best. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do my best. And women, we're going to try. We're going to try. And, and we're, we're, you know, we're changing men. They're not looking for the details and they make no excuses for not giving the details. You figure it out. You know, so again, it's like we as women, we're still trying to, we're, we're, you know, transforming because we have this, we have this need to build relationships and give the details and, you know, now I have to look and see what my audience is. So I am effective. So it's like we have to be mindful of that. And it's just the opposite of what we've been taught to play small when talking to a man. So we would, I think out of nervousness we would give the the details because I don't really know what to say to you. You know, I want to say everything so that you know that I am competent. I want to say things to prove it so there's the details and here's how I know and here's how you can trust me as an authority in this as opposed to understanding he just wants you to get to the point. You know, I, I don't know if you're saying they're even questioning our ability or um, our knowledge base for the information we're delivering. They just want us to give them the, the, the key points. So am I understanding that right? I don't know what happened. All right, I think we're having the dead air again. So if you guys can still hear me, because I think I just lost Lee, or you guys just lost me. Let's see. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Ask Tani Credit Restoration Insight. The key is to address the problem head on. For some, this can be embarrassing. You might think your poor financial record is a sign of poor character, and addressing it might seem overwhelming. But rest assured that bad credit and financial woes happen to all types of people. It might occur because of a crisis, a job loss, a divorce, or a sudden illness. And yes, let's not forget sometimes it happens because you mismanaged your money. Let's start fresh and design a plan to restore your credit. Enhancing your credit is easy if you know the components that make up your credit scores. To receive exclusive tips and resources, go to www.asktani.com.
All right now. Okay, well, I am reporting because I want you guys to get this information, and we keep getting dropped. So yeah. definitely going to report that. I'm sure it's a system thing because it's happening to different people. Um, yes. However, what I was saying is it still sounds like women are having to conform, and men are just being men. They are not making excuses, mm-hmm. and we're having to pay attention to who we're speaking to and make sure that we're addressing mm-hmm. them properly. So, yeah, but in yeah. a nutshell, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, and I want to – that's a good point, Catherine, because somebody, um, when I did this at a presentation, said, well, you're telling me I want to be – you know, I should be a man. And I said, no, 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 absolutely not. But no matter where you are, when you're talking to an audience, you need to be aware of the audience, um, whether okay. you're in a job interview or whether you're, you know, giving a presentation or whether you're having a disagreement with your husband or partner – it's always about, you know, connecting with the audience in terms of what they need, what do they need to know, how do they need to hear it, et cetera. Um, and in the workplace, I mean, whether we like it or not, predominantly we're working in mixed-gender teams or, you know, more often than not, you know, the vast majority of managers are are men, not women. So. Well, okay. Well, I won't keep you, you at sense. that point. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. yeah I wanted to clarify because yeah. we still have we still have to – adjust um mm-hmm. but just recognizing who our audience is not be a man but recognize when we're talking to that particular audience what they're generally looking for the key point right you said the headline yeah. and the bottom line exactly exactly because if you want to be heard you have to provide information to people in a way that they're going to hear it and i think that's really the question is not so much like what do I have to be like, but if I really want my message to land on this person or this audience effectively, what do I need to do to convey it in a way that they will hear it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the apology thing for a minute because I it's so funny because I've given this presentation quite a bit in the last couple of months, and I've gotten notes from so many people. That's, and one gal who actually does some copywriting for me, she wrote a blog saying that it, it really fundamentally changed the way she looked at her life. Because what I challenge people to do is, you know, for the next week, every time you go to say, I'm sorry, uh, which we say almost um, as a reflex. We don't even really think about mm-hmm. that we're saying it or why we're saying it. Um, you know, to really focus on when you say it and then stop yourself and turn that, you know, turn that thought around. And I've gotten notes from so many people that said I had no idea how much I was saying it and how different. Because I would, I maintain that when you stop saying it, something happens internally, like you rewire some synapses in your brain. Um, because if you're apologizing all the time, uh, how how good do you feel about yourself? You know, if you think there's something you need to be saying, I'm sorry for. When I was at this. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in right there because I and I'm, yeah. I'm guilty. That's like ah, yikes! Ouch! I'm guilty of that. And it's like, <laughs> I want you to know yeah. that I'm sincere. That I I didn't mean for that to happen. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm subconsciously thinking that, but not in the front of my mind. I'm not thinking that I'm incompetent. But sometimes I feel like when people don't apologize, it's like if you're walking mm-hmm. through a crowd and someone bumps you. The reality mm-hmm. of it is, if you're in a crowd, everybody can't always say, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bump mm-hmm. you." We're in a crowd. We're mushed together. But mm-hmm. you you feel compelled. It's like north and south. In the north, mm-hmm. from what I'm told, you would just get bumped. In the south, we mm-hmm. say, I'm sorry. We may even grab your elbow and, like, are you okay? You know, like, it, yeah. it was just a bump. <laughs> so it's like, it's, so I don't know. It may be how we was raised, Lee. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm yeah. just thinking well, that I, it's just, I want you to know I didn't mean that. 
You know, I mean right. to give you the best thing. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good point. And I think my comment, my response to that would be then just be intentional about when you do it. Um, women, one thing I noticed when I watched this presentation with the young adults was this gal, this gal was sitting on the end, this young woman was sitting on the end, and she had the microphone. They were passing a wireless mic back and forth. And it was really interesting because every time they asked a question, she had the microphone. She'd be like, oh, sorry, did you want me to answer that? Oh, sorry, did you want me to start? Oh, sorry, did you want the microphone? And I actually I was like, oh, my gosh, stop talking. But um, <laughs> I, um, I went up to her. I went up to her afterwards, and I said, "Would you? are you – are you open to some feedback about kind of what I just observed? And she was, she said, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I said, right, right. And when you were saying, I'm sorry, like 20 times in an hour and a half presentation, the men never said it once. And so that's, um, I agree if you bump someone and there needs to be something said, but it should be unilateral. What what women tend to do is we tend, because we are, from for a good reason, because we tend to be more relationship-based and because we tend to, uh, I think it's rooted, some say, in this concern we have to put others' needs before our own, that we tend to use apology, you know, uh, apologies as a way to express our, you know, empathy for others. And, you can do that in other ways. Um, you can do that in other ways. Like if you want to be – one thing I've tried to do is when I'm uh, – to be really attention, intentional about saying I'm sorry. I always talk about my friend Gwenny who's a Manhattanite, and when she apologizes, she says, my apologies, so that it's very specific. And that's not a phrase you throw around every time you don't want to hand the microphone a certain way. It's very intentional uh, to say that. So – uh, and, and men will apologize as well. And again, uh, when Deborah Tannen was doing this research, uh, she listened to all these taped recordings of conversations. And, you know, she said, I, I listened to one woman say 20, uh, sorry, about 20 times in the course of a three-hour meeting. And, you know, she'd listen to tapes of men for days and they would never say it. And, and it's not mm-hmm. that men won't say it. Men say, well, I'll apologize. It just has to be worth apologizing for. And that just seems like an acid test that we as women don't often uh, you know, don't often often do. And it's not just that we say I'm sorry, too. It's when we say things like, well, I hate to impose on you, or no offense, but I just want to ask, or I'm not trying to stir up problems, or I know this is asking a lot of you, but if you could really help me out, you know, or I hate to ask, or I might sound like an idiot, or this might be a dumb question. All those kinds of you, things are And you are know either, what I say well, to all of those? Cause in my head I was answering. I was like, yes, you did. You did mean to impose. You know, I just, right. my so mind. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did, yeah, you did, and then it's like, this, but those sweet words are like, this person, in, in my female mind, I'm thinking, yeah. okay, well, if I say, well, I don't mean to put more on you, I know you're already a busy person, because I hear that a lot, well, right. it seems like it softens it up to get that yes, because yeah, exactly. otherwise, it's like, well, can you do blah, 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 this person's going to say no, well, I know you're busy, you know, so it's like, well, since she's right. already considered my schedule, then I'll go ahead, you know. So something right. in our head is like we're sweet-talking our way into, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that you could help be us leave. We're in trouble. <laughs> well, you know, I go, then I go back to the same, I go back to that same, uh, the, the adage I was taught by a mentor a long time ago, if you're going to ask somebody to do something, tell, it, tell them why it's good for them. So instead of saying, hey, I know you're busy, I don't mean to impose, you could say, uh, hey, Catherine, uh, didn't you mention that you wanted to do some things to increase your re- your viewership or listenership? Yes, I do. Great. Well, I have this idea, and it's going to need about a half an hour, an hour of your time. 
uh, what would it take for you to consider that? Right. So when I'm yeah, asking you, you to do have something, to apologize for interrupting my day or imposing on me. It's right, because I have an idea. Me, that, so I didn't even think about. Hmm, mm-hmm. She's giving me something so, else to do. Yeah. Right. So well, I want I want to say, don't. Hey, do you want me to help you increase your business? Because I have an idea for how we could do that. Which is really different from saying, hey, I know you're really busy, but could you do this or could you look at this or whatever, right? So tell people why it's good for them. Mm. That's a small tweak. That is a very small tweak. That's a very small tweak. So you know what, I want to tell you another I, I want to tell you another small tweak because people have told me this too. Years ago, years ago, I noticed I was doing this apology thing and I was like, you know, uh, I got to stop. Anyway, did you ever write an email? Say you're writing an email and you start by saying, hey, I'm sorry I'm getting back to you so late. Oh, sorry I got this to you after the deadline. My apologies oh, sorry. for and the, the f- delay. Uh-huh. Right. Stop doing that. <laughs> Just stop. Just when you find yourself typing my apologize or I'm sorry, just hit get your backspace, boom, 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 just backspace <laughs> right over it. I swear, I swear it. to you. Okay. And then just start your sentence. Because I found like I'd say to somebody, oh, I'll get you something on Friday morning and then I'll get it to them at 1 o'clock. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry I got this too late. And then I thought, they're not <laughs> you know, they're, it's not like I it's not like I ruined their day or anything. And I'm like, why am I apologizing? I just stopped saying it. And it's amazing because that empowerment of typing it and then backspacing over it is a very small thing, but it mm-hmm. will change the way you see how you present yourself. And uh, I just would say, you're, wow. you know, every if you're listening to this, your assignment for the next week, you know, of all these five things, minimizing what we say, apologizing, this one could be so powerful. Just notice every time you go to say, oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Um, you know, it's and if you're late stick, for it's something, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb for real. Yeah. Like, wait, you're going like, we're going to, there's going to be a lot of stuttering happening over the next few days for real. Uh, right. Yeah. Just yeah, notice. Say, uh. and then, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and even if you're running late, you can, you know, like this woman t- tells an extreme story, but you could, um, you could say, you know, I apologize. You're, I, I mean, not apologize. I appreciate your patience. Thank you for understanding. Exactly. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because right. I'm, I'm coming and, late, so I'm saying I appreciate your patience. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> well, that try, we'll try to get there on time. <laughs> but, Lee, but just, listen, I was I was having this conversation. This is such a side note, but I was having this conversation with somebody who their pet peeve is being on time, and they said they would get mm-hmm. to the the event that they were invited to, and the people would not have even started cooking. Mm-hmm. I said, see. See how my see how my logic works out that you don't need to be on time. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just read a blog on that one about how it's one thing you could do that would totally change the way people perceive you. And I also have read different things about it. it's about low self esteem and it's connected to all these other things when we choose not to show up on time. So it's I think if you could probably get a, a psychologist to give you a different angle. If you ask five different people, they'd tell you five different things about showing up on time. They would. They would. <laughs> The food will be but, ready uh, if you get there late, I promise you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. What's so I, what, what I'd have? like are, <laughs> oh, I've got so much, you're going to just love this series. But, um, you know, I think if women are listening to this, you know, get to the, look, think about your top line, bottom line. If people start going, get to the point, think about how you're presenting. Mm. Watch your apology over the next week or two. Just really, just write down how many times. And I've gotten so many notes from people that say, I cannot believe how much I was doing that. Because I want to take all the fun out of it for you. I want to take all the reflex reflexiveness out of it for you. 
watch how many times you find yourself saying, oh, it was nothing. Learn how to take a compliment like a man. You know what thank I mean? If somebody you. pays you a compliment, thank you is a complete sentence. Thank you. Thank you. It I think is. it turned out well as also. And if you have a team, say thank you. And I also want to acknowledge the work of my team members. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. But learn how to say thank you and take a compliment. And then uh, when you get into those, well, don't you think? Now, you probably already thought about this, but what if we, you know, what do you really want to say? Because you, <laughs> you can gather other people. I'm quiet because I'm like, ouch. <laughs> because what you could say, Catherine, because you're so strong. I mean, you could say, "Hey, I, uh, hey, hey, if we did this at the next event, we could raise ten thousand more dollars." Okay, so that's that's your statement. Now, what is everybody else thinking about how we can raise ten thousand more dollars? Right, which is really different from saying, "Now you've probably already thought about this, but if we did X, Y, and Z, we could probably raise ten thousand more dollars." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. instead, make your that's statement. A big, that's, a, that's a big difference. That is a it's doing the same thing that we think we're doing with you. Probably already thought about this, or this isn't a. Because mm-hmm. I'm guilty of saying, well, I'm not bringing you a new idea. And in fact, I said it at the beginning mm-hmm. of your segment, you're not bringing mm-hmm. a new idea. This is stuff that people already know. However, mm-hmm. it's just it's so it's so fine lineish where you you tweaked it from. You probably already thought about this versus there. I have an idea of how we can raise ten thousand dollars for the business. And then including other people into the conversation. Um, what, how did you say? You said I have an idea of how you can how we can make ten thousand dollars with the business. What are your thoughts about that? As opposed to, you probably already thought about this, but this is my idea of how. Because I think that first that 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 I'm, you probably already thought about this is me trying to persuade you to just do it my way and not necessarily think of something else. Versus really being open to a true collaboration. That's what I, I'm hearing from those comparisons. This is killing me today. Oh, my goodness. We're having such a great topic, and there we go. Lee? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks. I had to dive back It's killing me. Yeah, I've already reported this is killing me today. But what I was was saying, the comparison between you probably Mm -hmm. already thought about this, but this is my idea of how we can make $10,000 versus I have an Mm -hmm. idea how we can bring $10,000 to the company. What are your thoughts? One says, I want you just to think of my idea. And the other one says to me, I truly want to collaborate with you. That's what I heard and what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you can get that input because I know there is a need. And like you said, well, I want to get other people's opinions. You can. Just ask for it differently, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now if you're in a business context, it gives you ownership of the idea because otherwise you throw your stuff out there and then other people pick it up and run with it. But in a collaborative context, it allows you to state a clear um, a clear idea without being wishy-washy or you know mushy about it, and then saying, okay, mm-hmm. what does everybody else think? Uh, frankly, it's also a great leadership opportunity because people want leadership. You know, people want people who have strong ideas and who are willing to put them on the table because not everybody will. Um, right, and, I, and they don't yeah, want to be dictated to. Right, but they don't. Yes, but they want to have a voice, and it's a way to invite right. the voice in without being mm-hmm. wishy-washy about it. Absolutely. Yeah, and we we didn't talk yeah. about the nonverbals, but you know, again, sit up straight, take up your space, you know, sit at the table, okay. the whole Sheryl Sandberg thing. Um, don't don't do that. Wrap yourself around yourself, thing. You know, be open, and uh, and and don't you know, like you said, don't try to be, don't try to shrink away. 
that you know stand and that's, in your I own. think that's what we do, and I think we'll be mindful of those movements, even though we just we're breezing over it. I know um, time and technology yeah. is yeah. Our, our our issue today, but this is really good. So I don't know if I could beg you <laughs> to continue yeah. this on next month, but I noticed yeah, something like I was doing. I was doing something on the way back home from taking my son to school, uh, and let's say I was singing out loud. That's what I was mm-hmm. singing out loud. I had the window down. Now, if I had the window up, it doesn't matter if you can see me. I believe you can't hear me. So <laughs> I had the window down to get the breezes for, and I was like, these cars are going to pull beside me and look at me like I'm crazy. So I, I, at the red light, I put my hands in my pocket, which I have – I'm in the car. Like, mm-hmm. you don't – you know, so it's like, okay, am I shrinking? I'm shrinking. And I said, mm-hmm. this is my doggone car, and if I want to sing loud now, key, off key, I can. And it's like I had mm-hmm. to have to talk with myself, but I found myself – I was like, why am I doing that? Why am I balling my hands up? Why am I – Mm-hmm. What, what am I hiding? What am I, you know, why am I doing that? Why do I think that makes me disappear to the person that's right. next to me that may mm-hmm. still hear me singing loud and off key in my car? You know, right. so we do these little mannerisms, and we really don't know why we do them. And right. that tensing and clenching the jaw and locking the knees kind of thing. It's like, well, if I just do this, or oops, excuse me, or you try to put your purse on your lap with your coat and your body as opposed yeah. to, <laughs> so all of those all of those mannerisms. So when you said that, that's what went through my head. Yeah, no, and I think I you know, it probably has a lot to do with messages we've received. You know, don't be, don't brag, don't talk about yourself. You know, don't bother other people. Whatever those messages are, I mean, that all manifests itself. You know, that becomes part of those little tapes we hear that play in our head. And, you know, there's probably a lot of subliminal messaging or, you know, maybe it was even the way boys were treated in a family versus the way girls were treated and mm-hmm. and how we respond to that and what the social norms were in the family and the neighborhood and the culture or whatever. I mean, there's some, you know, everything that forms us stays with us unless we become intentional about doing something, you know, differently in that vein. So I think we, I would love to keep talking about this and, and next time we can talk more about some of the specific oh, language yeah. stuff and the nonverbals. Because, again, it also, you know, all of this is about if we want to be taken seriously, if we want to have the respect of others, if we want our messages to land on people the way we intend them, um, then, you know, everything we say and how we say it becomes an important part of that conversation. Well, we do uh, this. Give people how they can get in touch with you outside of the show. And I have one question after you do that, but let people know how to get in touch with um, you. Yeah, I can be found at com, and that's L-E-A-M-C-L-E-O-D.com. And I work with individual clients doing coaching to help them be more successful in their jobs. And I also just recently launched the Job Success Lab, which we need to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about that next time, uh, about what makes people really you know, hate their jobs and how they can overcome that and feel much more empowered about what they do. And this is all part of that conversation. So LeeMcLeod.com. And if you tweet, I'm on Twitter at, at LeeMcLeod. Awesome. Now, i got one quick question before I let you go. Please um, sure. bear with me. <laughs> do With all of the things that we're suggesting – Mm-hmm. Someone may think they have to wait until the next time they're in that situation. My question to you is, would it be odd or completely crazy for them to practice in the mirror or record mm-hmm. themselves speaking and play it back? What kind mm-hmm. of tip can you offer someone before just going back out waiting for the next time I'm squeezing myself tight in a chair, um, mm-hmm. playing small? What do you suggest? Yeah, no, I think practice, and I also think visualization. You know, often when I'm when I'm uh, going to teach or give a presentation, 
Um, it's it's different from a, the laws of attraction, but it's just visualizing. I see myself saying the right words. I see myself not apologizing. I see myself being articulate and clear and concise and to the point, and then practicing that. So maybe and one tool that I love is the laptop video. Um, video doing a lot of video has fundamentally changed so much of the way I communicate because you really learn you really see how you show up. So you could maybe take a situation where you're in a uh, conversation that you weren't happy with how it went and get out your video camera, your laptop, and have that conversation again. You know how you always leave a conversation on the way home? You're like, oh, I should have said this. Oh, I should have said that. Or I should have mm-hmm. done this. Mm-hmm. So you can do that and take real-life situations where you think, oh, I wish I had the chance to do that over and practice those conversations and then record yourself doing it, and you will be amazed at how uh, it just reflects back to you, everything from the tone of voice to the way you're sitting to the words that are coming out of your mouth and how clear and articulate you are. I, I believe, I'm a believer in practice even when these things aren't happening. Or find a situation where it's safe, where there isn't a lot on the line, like maybe you're with girlfriends and you're like, okay, I'm going to, do something, but I really want you guys to give me feedback or I want to make sure I do this better um, and create situations where you can practice in a way that is meaningful and, and you don't, you know, you don't have a lot to lose if you just totally don't do it right. Because it is, it, you won't do it perfectly the first time. But if you practice yeah. and you find one, get a small win, hey, I'm all about small wins. This is all about like small wins. Stop saying I'm sorry. That's a small win. Just notice it first. Yeah. Then you can yeah. change it later. But the small win is just noticing how often that shows up in your life. Wow. We have the body language. Even though we haven't really gotten into that conversation, you gave enough information definitely yeah. to hold us the next month when we meet with you again. Just to yeah, start let's talk about attention. that next month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. So I'm going to let you go now, and we'll join back to, on next month. But we got some things to practice, at least to pay attention to until yes. next month, because this isn't an overnight process. This is something it's that not. we're – going to stamp out because of what we've learned over so many years. So we have an observation that we're going to do over the next month. Thank you so much for being a part of This Needs to Be Said, and we'll see you back on next month. Thank you. Sounds great, Kat. How would you like to resolve many family relationship issues without the need for professional counseling? What if you could reach a new peace of mind through better understanding of yourself in relation to others? Your Social World Explained by Spencer Stern is now available on Amazon.com. This must-read, thought-provoking book is a great look at psychology, personalities, and social behavior. Learn how to become a do-it-yourself relationship counselor. Discover ways to best interact with people based on their psychological type. Explore practical ways for getting the best out of various social groups and much, much more. Order your copy now www.bitly bit.ly forward slash your social world explained or search your social world explained on amazon.com with the holidays approaching fast everyone is getting excited but at the same time a little bit scared why because of the ever-increasing cost of gifts this holiday season save on your gift buying by using typobay.com TypoBay is a service that is 100% free and lets you search eBay for misspelled auctions. These auctions won't be found by other people, meaning less competition and therefore better prices. Come give us a try and join thousands of people saving every day with TypoBay.com. 
How would you like to be a part of a global effort that will renovate, restore, and renew Ghana and the nations of Africa? TakeBackOurRoutes.org is a U.S.-based, nonprofit organization that is committed to cleaning up a heavily environmentally contaminated lagoon in Ghana. This lagoon has become polluted with solid waste and invisible pollutants. We are committed to help provide a bright future for both the quality of living and economic growth in the region. Please join us at www.takebackourroutes.org. If you're stuck in a rut and maybe feeling like you're not up to everyone's expectations, you need Coach Stacy. Author and life coach Stacy Bryant has devoted her life to helping you uncover your true potential and help you to make radical improvements in your life. She also helps you find out what's standing in the way of your goal achievement. Stacy's also launching a revolutionary book called Building Self-Confidence, available at Amazon.com. You can learn all about Stacy's life coaching and get a free consultation by visiting StacyRBryant.com. Don't wait. Uncover your true potential today. S-T-A-C-Y-R-B-R-Y-A-N-T dot com. Hey there, Superwoman. Ray Jenkins of Money Authentically here. And wanted to take a quick moment and talk to you about... What are we going to talk about today? <laughs> I was just sitting here after running around all day supporting some of my other entrepreneur women friends, some other super women I know. And I'm kind of tired, but I was thinking, I really feel like sharing. And so, yeah, I know what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about making money at the expense of your happiness. Yeah, really touchy, right? Because most people do it. Most of us. Um, and, you know, some of us still are, some of us aren't anymore, and some of us are so deeply in it that we might not even want to admit that we're so deep. <laughs> but that chase for money, it is real. You may be conscious of it, you may not be conscious of it, but I'll tell you this, when I became aware that I was chasing money, um it was kind of like a gut punch, <laughs> to be completely honest. It was really like a gut punch because I was doing what I knew to do. I was doing what I thought was the right thing. And, you know, pretty much everyone around me was feeling the same way about the work that they were doing, the job that they had, and, you know, complaining, talking about their boss, talking about their coworkers. <laughs> And I'm not saying that, you know, because you don't like your boss that you should quit your job. I'm not saying that. (laughs) But what I am saying is you have to love what you do. You have to like who you're working with, who you're working under. It makes life so much better because life has its own sets of complications. Your employment, your business will have its own sets of complications. And to have to deal with um, uh, people, (laughs) people that just irritate you, agitate you, rub you the wrong way all day, every day of your life, 
Superwoman, it's not the way. It's not the way. No, not being, you know, frustrated, you know, all the time and, as I said, agitated, irritated. There's definitely money out there with your name on it. There's work out there. And I didn't necessarily say a job, you know, because, you know, some people say, well, you know, the Bible says if a man don't work, he don't eat. Well, it didn't say if you don't have a job, you don't eat. It says if you don't work, you don't eat. And so there's plenty of work that you can do that will produce income for you. Now, you might have to sharpen up your skills. You might have to um, get over some of your fears. Um, You might have to build up your self-worth and your self-value in order to, you know, be confident in making a sale and sharing your skills, your talents, your abilities, your gifts your talents with, you know, with other people. I said talents already, didn't I? (laughs) But you get what I'm saying. You know, you, there's money out there with your name on it. It's money out there with your name on it. And so, you know, I just share that with you because um, I often, often, you know, even with clients, I often, um, people that I subcontract, with uh, people who are hired to, you know, do work for me, I often have to sever some relationships. And it's because um, it's just not a good fit. The frustration and the irritation that comes along with associating with that person, um, it's just really not worth it. It's not worth it at all. And so I just really wanted to take a moment and encourage you that you, don't have to live like that. And if you choose to do that, then that's your choice. And But if you do choose that, then you really need to stop complaining to people because you chose to be in that situation. <laughs> and so get out of it if you really, really want to get out of it. And even if you can't walk out of it today, start putting together your exit strategy So you can get yourself out of that bad situation, get yourself out of a bad headspace, get yourself out of a bad emotional space, and get yourself someplace and be happy. (laughs) Money and happiness go hand in hand. Okay, Superwoman, so I was ranting. Just wanted to share that with you. Hope it was helpful. And as always, not judging you, not condemning you. I can't. I've been where you are. I've done what you're doing. And all I can do is share with you from where I am right now and where I'm going and where you can be going too. So have a great day, Superwoman. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Ray Jenkins.
forth the great message of my sacrifice. Do not withhold the truth, but let it explode to the soul I long to mold. Let pages unfold out of you for exceptional writing, poetry, and more for your business, event, or holidays. Check out www.poetnoble.com or follow at Poet Noble. Glastic Water Bottle, a shatterproof glass water bottle. It's great for any liquid because everything tastes best in glass. A leak-proof lid you can close and toss on the couch without worry. Chances are it won't ever break, but if it does, no worries. The glass is safely contained inside a protective outer shell so you won't have a dangerous mess to clean up. You can safely remove the broken glass and get replacements. Go to GlasticWaterBottle.com to get your very own Glastic Bottle today. That's GlasticWaterBottle.com. G-L-A-S-S. Attention all sports fans. Are you looking for some amazing customized items for your man cave? Visit GatorMats.com. Licensed by the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, and most colleges. They offer fan mats of your favorite sports teams. This high-quality made fan mat will take your fan cave to the next level. Check out GatorMats.com for fan mats, car mats, even shower mats. They got you covered. Every custom fan mat is made in the USA and promises to satisfy every fan. That's GatorMats.com. Makes a great gift idea. All your friends will want one. Get yours today at GatorMats.com. The sports fan mats like no other. Are you or someone you know a pet lover? Would you love a custom, high-quality, and affordable hand-painted pet portrait? Artist John R. Havrila is unbelievably talented. His paintings are so lifelike, and they need to be seen. Each custom painting comes complete with handmade frame and is ready to hang on your wall. He can combine current and past pets in one portrait, all from your photos. No deposit required, no extra charge for additional pets, and gift cards are available. What are you waiting for? Log on now to order your perfect gift. www.doggie.com 
Paintings.com. We all can get beaten down by life circumstances and become content with mediocrity or even delve down into the pits of depression. We slip into a numb world that becomes our couch. What if instead we could be inspired to finding true happiness by being actively involved on our life's trail? CouchToTrail.com will inspire you to do just that as you follow one man's journey from couch to trail. Please visit CouchToTrail.com to follow along, show support, donate funds, and be inspired. That website again is Couch, C-O-U-C-H, the number two, Trail, T-R-A-I-L, dot com. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 hello. I'm Sharisa Robertson of Lilies of the Field, author and Forgiveness Does Heal. This is Forgiveness Heals with Sharisa Robertson. Thank you for joining me. It's been a long time here from you guys. I took a little hiatus, had to take care of some things, but now I'm back on track. Seeing people are still listening to the episodes prior and downloading. I'm excited about that. So we're going to get started on today's topic. So what do you do when... You have when you're in a toxic relationship and that person is a family member. So you know you can't force them to love you or to be in a healthy relationship with you, but you can show them how to treat you by what you allow. When it comes to our family, sometimes we have to love them from afar, pray for them, drop them a hello every once in a while, um, family functions, stay, have an exit plan when to leave, limit certain conversations that you know are triggers for things, but the gist of it all, you have to move on with your life. Leave the door open for them to enter when, they ready, when they're ready to enter your life correctly, if they choose to, but do not stand in that doorway holding the door waiting for them to walk in because you could be standing there for a long while. Know when to lock your door, even put a deadbolt on it, and know when to ignore the knocking regardless of how hard they may not. It may hurt you to not have them in your life, especially when it comes to like a parent, a sister, a sibling, somebody that's real close to you. But it won't hurt as much as to have them to mistreat you. Because regardless of who they are, you do not deserve to be anyone's trash can, doormat, or punching bag. And that's today's message for five minutes or less of forgiveness. This is Forgiveness Heals with Sharissa Robertson. Please remember that forgiveness does heal. It really, really, truly does, even when it comes to something as deep as your family. Visit my website at www.sharisarobertson.com and that's S-H-A-R-I-S-A-R-O-B-E-R-T-S-O-N and join a mailing list to stay connected to me. And until next time, we shall meet again and get something out of today's message. We all can get beaten down by life circumstances and become content with mediocrity or even delve down into the pits of depression. We slip into a numb world that becomes our couch. What if instead we could be inspired to finding true happiness by being actively involved on our life's trail? CouchToTrail.com will inspire you to do just that as you follow one man's journey from couch to trail. Please visit CouchToTrail.com to follow along, show support, donate funds, and be inspired. 
That website again is Couch, C-O-U-C-H, the number two, trail, T-R-A-I-L, dot com. Are the cords for your cell phone or tablets a mess? Are you tired of tangled and loose cords? Get the Cord Cocoon. It's a new, easy-to-use accessory designed to store and protect the cords for your cell phones and tablets. It's simple to use. Visit them at cordcocoon.com and amazon.com. The Cord Cocoon makes a great stocking stuffer or gift for the holidays. Portion of proceeds will be donated to charity. Visit cordcocoon.com. With Cyber Monday just around the corner, why don't you think about sending some beautiful indoor plants to your loved ones? Colorful plants are the perfect way to brighten up the holidays and the cold days of winter. At Bulbs and Blooms, we ship bulbs, shrubs, trees, perennials, fruit trees, fruit plants, and indoor plants. Give a unique gift this year that will be enjoyed throughout the years to come. Head to bulbsandblooms.com to order now. That's B-U-L-B-S-N-B-L-O-O-M-S dot com. Visit ArtistHouseAuction.com and BeakOff.com, an auction with a social site. Get a face to a name. No seller fees. Transparency means honest business practices. Go to Indiegogo.com and search ArtistHouseAuction.com and donate to my campaign. Let me help you profit more yearly. Join BeakOff.com. We have available text ads and banner ads. Pay as you go as well. Have an online store that you have control of. See you at ArtistHouseAuction.com. So, I came across a website recently that I want to recommend to anyone who invests money in the stock market. It's called AIMKTS.com, and it is not about investing in the stock market. I don't know about you, but I am tired and concerned about the yo-yo nature of the stock market. The good news is that there are investment options other than the stock market. The bad news is that getting accurate and unbiased information about these investments has always been very difficult. That's where AIMKTS.com comes in. I think of AIMKTS.com as consumer reports for investors who want to learn about alternative assets. No ads from firms trying to sell you any investment product. No agenda other than educating investors. Try it and let us know what you think. That's AIMKTS.com. Have you heard of vibration training? Vibration Training with the Vibe Trainer Pro is scientifically proven technology that provides a therapeutic exercise program for all fitness levels and ages. Benefits include weight loss, strength training, increased balance, circulation, and bone density. You'll also experience an increase in metabolism to give you energy, endorphins that will make you feel like a million bucks, and serotonin that will make you walk with your head held high and put a big smile on your face all in just 10 to 20 minutes a day. To learn more and order your Vibe Trainer Pro, go to advancedhealthworks.com. That's advancedhealthworks.com. Indie author Kayla Kiker, pen name K, has published five highly reviewed novels this year. These books range in genre from mystery suspense, self-help inspiration, to erotica romance. K 
Kayla is ready to make history as an indie author by selling the most copies of her books in the shortest time ever, and she needs your help. Her challenge to you, buy at least one of her books available as an ebook at Amazon.com, then share these exciting books with your friends and family. If you're up for the challenge, head to www.pennamek.blogspot.com. Hello, I'm Vincent K. Harris, and you are watching Vince on Business, the place where we take ideas to execution. And today, of course, is Your Problem, My Solution Wednesday. Today, we're going to dive into how to say no as a business owner without sounding rude. I have a lot of conversations with my clients, and the recurring theme is that they say yes to a lot of partnerships and new business ideas and eventually become overwhelmed only because they're not properly analyzing whether their deal is right for them or not. So here are three tips you can use to say no more often than you say yes. If you don't know how to say no, it all starts in the face. The first thing is learning how to say no to others. So as you become more successful as a business owner, naturally more people are drawn to you and want you to be a part of their projects as well as their business ventures. However, you have to learn to become judicious and selective with your opportunities. So when people approach you with a potential business venture, have them to send a formal request via email. Now, email allows you to review the proposal away from social pressure. In addition to that, now you're in a common environment. You can now make an informed decision. Remember, you cannot make right decisions with wrong information. Now, the second thing is learning how to say no to guess who? Yourself. Now, I know as an entrepreneur, you have a lot of ideas, ambitions, and things you want to implement in your business. However, no, no, no. We must learn how to say no to ourselves so that we can focus on the things that are necessary to grow the business properly. Create what I call a perhaps list. Now, a perhaps list is a list of things that you put down on a monthly basis that you review on a monthly basis so that you can say, hey, I feel like this is best to implement here, or this idea or this strategy can be best utilized in this particular way. In other words, you're very, very specific on what it is that you're implementing within your business. No, stop playing. No, hey, button. No, in Spanish, no. The third thing is, before making any major purchases or involving yourself into any new business ventures, Ask yourself this one simple question. If I spend this money, will it enhance my cash flow, fulfill my purpose, as well as leave a legacy for three generations from now? Say that again. <coughs> no. If the answer is yes, then proceed and use the necessary resources to make it happen. If the answer is no, walk away and wait on the next opportunity. You should have said no. You should have gone so for each of you who are dealing with how to say no as a business owner, that is my solution to your problem. But now I want to hear from you. As a business owner, how do you say no? Comment below and let us know some of your strategies you use to implement on a daily basis. Did this video solve your problem? If so, subscribe to my channel and share it with your friends, your family, as well as your colleagues. And of course, head on over to VinceOnBusiness.com for more insight and resources. 
And remember, you are two people, the person you are currently and the person you are destined to become. And the goal in life is to get those two people to meet because it's never too late to become what you should have been. Thanks for watching. <laughs> no. <laughs> there will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing. They stop wanting anything. They, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like. Jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it, that you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, you want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs, but they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. Question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day. Workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of?
that can keep you strong. You will never, ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. That the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a saying that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep. If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it. See, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on east. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.